You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. There was an idea. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable people. See if they could become something more. I have an army. We have a Hulk. This is the Marvel Tribe, brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and the Diz Insider. Avengers! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Marvel Tribe. We are a group of excited and passionate individuals who have come together to share our love of all things Marvel. We are brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and thedisinsider.com. Today, it's just David and Sam again, but that's okay because we're ready to bring it. Absolutely. (laughs) From the big screen to the small print, feel the pulse in your chest so you know you're alive. One team, one love. It's the Marvel Tribe. Yes. Man, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm, I'm glad we get to kind of have a like little mid break in between and stuff because life happens and stuff, and so we do this out of the labor of love. So yes, this is do. this is a good you know every two weeks we get to recap on a couple episodes and talk about other going ons in the Marvel universe. <laughs> Speaking of other going ons, did you obviously you saw Shang Chi? Yes, I saw it on opening night. So I PPE'd up, you know, got my mask, my sanitizer, made sure our seats which were assigned. Um, you know, we had the proper distances from other people, and I got to enjoy the movie. And man, I loved it. This is yeah, phase four is in full effect. And yeah, I, oh man. Yeah. You, you saw it too as well. I did. Yeah. I went uh, that Sunday after at like 3 PM, which nobody goes to the movies at 3 PM. <laughs> so theater was pretty empty, mm-hmm. but um, it amazes me even after all this time, what Marvel is capable of doing in a one minute post credit scene. Oh man, absolutely! I had, I had so many spoiler alert. If you have not seen it, go see it. Um, hit pause on this podcast. Come back to a late put in your favorites. Go watch the movie and then come back and 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 tune in. You've been warned. So yeah, yeah, no, you're hundred percent right. In a one minute post credit scene, they man, they covered so much. There are some really cool reveals and some some my for me some mind blowing twists that I'm assuming they're going to explain as season four kind of unfell un un unveil itself. And one of the biggest for me, the mysteries in the mid credit. I know we're fast tracking over the whole movie, but was Doctor Banner. Um, he's not he's not Professor Hulk anymore. He I know he, that hurt your heart a little bit. It it did, but it also made me ask some questions and stuff because there's two there's two questions that that's rolling around my mind here. So one, are we really are about to get a storyline where possibly Hulk pass the mantle of Hulk gets passed? And we've seen that when Amadeus Cho it happens, he actually gets Hulk's powers and he becomes all totally awesome Hulk. And we have She-Hulk, which we know Amadeus chose a part of that comment run too. We also, there's a possibility that uh, they could be setting up for for Maestro, which for those who don't know, he's kind of a combination of Professor Hulk, but he's less Banner, more intelligent version of the angry Hulk monster and stuff. So I know we like to kind of think that um, they're they're kind of the same character, but they really aren't. I mean, Hulk, I mean, Thor Ragnarok, you really got to see Hulk's uh, Hulk's personality, which is very different from Banner, even though they share the same space and body. Um, it just transformed. But Hulk is his own thing. And as Hulk gets uh, the years Hulk be, be Hulk, he becomes more smarter and more intelligent. He becomes more and more um, his intellect like Banner, but he still maintains Hulk. So I'm curious if maybe Banner saw something 
or anything. I mean, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see what, what that reveals. So are we going to get a, a maestro? Are we going to get Amadeus Cho or, or what? So I'm excited either way. So, so yeah, that was the mid-roll credit scene. Yes, um, before we get to that post-credit scene, let's talk about our impressions for the rest of the movie because oh, it was amazing. It was. It was from the get-go. I mean, we have so Shang-Chi who um, went by the alias of Sean. I love the joke, the inside joke that uh, the character played by Aquafina made uh, about that. You know, the 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 mind logic on changing, so mad. <laughs> changing your name from uh, Shang Chi to Sean. It's oh man, the the exercise it took to do that. You know, like me going from Dave to David. But anyway, um, it was it was amazing. I I love how the the storyline kind of tracked. Uh, I love the fight scenes. Like oh my god. Um, they brought on some really amazing uh, fight uh, choreographers and stuff who worked on films like John Wick and stuff. Um, Amazing uh, director. The cinematography was good. I enjoyed the CGI, but here's the thing. I have friends who they're, they're CGI snobs. They, they, that's just the way they are. I, I, they won't admit that, but they are, they, they look at things that they might be listening, David. I don't care. Uh, they, they, they'll call me or they'll shoot me a text after, but they'll, they'll look at things and like, they're, they're really into practical effects, which is fine. I get that. I love the fact that you figure out how to make some, some movie magic with practical effects, but sometimes it calls for CGI. Can't make a dragon with practical effects and not end up with like the dragon Falcor from living uh, from you know never in stories. So you have to use CGI for a for a lot of things and stuff. And then that's what Marvel does. And their technology gets better and better. And and that's just that's just the world we live in. So accept it, CGI snobs. Um, <laughs> but the fight scene on the bus for me was was epic because that was the big reveal of uh who shang chi was and you know the we get our first real glimpse of the uh the order of the ten rings and how badass uh you know the matter and sun is which i so here's some retcon um just just so everyone out there knows um so that we we heard about the name the matter from the original um from from iron man Iron Man was kidnapped by the Mandarin and the Mandarin and, and by the, the Ten Rings. And then in Iron Man 3, there was this persona that was created. And there's this mythical boss called the Mandarin uh, was the leader of those Ten Rings and stuff. And which was also played by uh, Sir. Uh, Ken, what's Kingsley's first name? Um, Isaac. Is it Isaac? No, Sir Kingsley, by because he's 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 been knighted. So uh, Sir Kingsley played uh, this uh, actor who Ben. Oh, duh, Ben Kingsley. Ben, thank you. Yes, Ben Kingsley. He, so he played the actor who was a uh, who took on the uh, role of you know being this mobster mythical figure called the Mandarin and stuff, um, where the name was actually just made up. Now in the comic books, it's actually a real name, but mm-hmm. um, there was. A a lot of things in the comic books that just don't hold the test of time. Just the way we are, the culture and everything else. You know, you, you can't have a villain named Fu Manchu. You can't use phrases like Oriental. You shouldn't. You should not do that. I'm not saying you can't. You shouldn't. And so Marvel's very, you know, aware of their history. They try to be politically correct. Yeah, and they don't run from their history and stuff, but they also, if there's things that need to be changed and they know they don't test, stand the test of time, they're going to change it. So the, there is no Fu Manchu. Mattering, they made fun of it, which I love how uh, Shang-Chi's father uh, talked about it, how, you know, this this mythical you know uh boss instilled fear and he's named after a, a freaking food fruit yeah fruit. <laughs> a piece um, of food yeah yeah i mean it was great how he went into the whole like your name is everything yes yes absolutely which made it even funnier that shang chi went by sean <laughs> yes so, and but I, I I love I love the character I love uh, Aquafina in the supporting role. Um, the 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 sister Shaolin. Oh, my God, she's amazing. My my uh, daughter she wants to actually dress up as her for Halloween. 
that's how yes. much of an impact that 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 was so yeah she she was she's amazing um and i, I think they they the storyline is i i like i loved where it go, went i think uh shang chi is going to be very instrumental in marvel going forward you cannot have a, a guy like that with that level of power not be a force to be reckoned with not be a force that's a part of uh the avengers or any semblance of what uh, you know uh, ensemble of what that looks like and stuff so I'm, I'm i'm super excited and those 10 rings there's so many Can we talk about i Easter love rings? the way so, that he got the ring so because yes. i was going into it thinking we're gonna see this awful battle between him and his dad and mm-hmm. like that's not really what happened. Like, oh no, no, I mean, like it was definitely like his dad had that moment of reckoning at the end, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Okay, like you need no, to do what's right." Hundred percent. You know, dad. Dad grew up with a certain set of values, and I'm not defending him because those values aren't are outdated and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's why sister never got trained and everything else. And he was a tyrant. He wanted to. He, power was his absolute. And sometimes and he, he was dealing with tons of trauma, though. Too. Yes, he was, and he knew through violence he can instill and solidify that power. So mm-hmm. you know, in that fear, so he used the weapon that he had to do so. And then when he had the ten rings, he learned to master that persona that fear grow his empire and stuff and and i i i absolutely love the fact that they don't really explain where the rings came from because it really opens up to some really cool interesting theories and stuff including one i had of of my own that kind of starting to take off a little bit that you know we have 10 rings you know the the original um in the comic books, the rings were found on the, on an the alien spaceship and stuff. Uh, were and you can look at the rings and the power base that the rings have. It glows with this kind of golden glow and stuff. And what other entity that produces those golden glow powers and stuff? In my opinion, it's 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 the Eternals, and yes, which we they, have coming. Yes, and so you know we have an internal who makes these weapons that produces that glow. There's ten internals. There's ten rings. The rings are found on the spaceship. There's an internal spaceship and stuff that with the same markings and everything else. So I believe that he found the, these. The father got these rings from the internal spaceship somehow, some way. Is that's my opinion. That's where I'm going with. I love that. I would love to see that, David. Um, so we've talked about the sister Shaolin. I think was her name, right? Mm-hmm. Um. That post credit scene. Do we have a new villain? We so I think so. Here's what I, I think. I think we have what may be an anti-hero. We okay. have a, we have a we have a person who's going to be working out some issues, some some you know, real valid daddy issues and stuff. I don't think she's looking to um, uh, to pick up the mantle because he she didn't revere her father that way, but she is looking to do her own thing. And with that, she's, you know, she, she's not a, a, a person of pure heart. You know, she ran away from home when she was what 13 or 15 and started her own fight club, <laughs> illegal gambling ring. And, you know, you had Wong and abomination fighting in her, in her fight ring and stuff, that empire she built. So she's not pure of heart. She's not trying to, you know, she, but she's also not evil. She's not trying to, be you know this where dominant kind force. of vibes I got? I mm-hmm. got Killmonger vibes. Yes. Yes. No, that's for actually I was looking for the best way to describe that to the audience that they could actually relate. That 100% Sam uh I Killmonger I think is exactly how I would position her. She you know, you can understand why she is the way she is and stuff. And you can also understand she if she's put in certain positions and stuff, she may not do the right thing, but for the most part, she can and capable and probably will do the right thing if it benefits her. And, stuff. and she's so, very self-serving. Very much so. Absolutely. So, so she's, she's a woman you cannot. To come from, right? She's not. We're not done, obviously. We saw that post-credit scene, so we're not done with her. So I, I can't wait. Oh no! I mean, she she's a woman that if you tell her, you know, there's there's a glass ceiling, she will look at you and laugh and says, "Yeah, that doesn't apply to me." Watch, so, watch yeah. me break it. <laughs> exactly. Just go ahead and don't blink while I break this glass ceiling. You telling me I can't do anything and what I can do and stuff. So I think her bond with her brother um, is going to kind of either. So here's my prediction: she's either going to get uh, recruited by. Um, you know, by the Dark Avengers or, you know, uh, Valentina, 
she, you know, she's very, she's very. I she's forgot very about Nick. Valentina for a second. <laughs> yeah, she's she's very Nick uh, Nick Fury, and so she may get talked to because she's a woman of connections and extraordinary means now, and amazing resources and power. She's a force to be reckoned with. So it makes sense for Valentina to come and try to recruit her, and she may mm-hmm. be the that final linchpin that kind of helps bring this all together. I mean, they have a amazing hideout i mean that's i mean you can't get better than what what you know what the teen, 10 rings uh uh, uh, sh- uh shogun is so yeah i think i think we're gonna see uh valentina and her in the future as well too so it it was great i i i loved it it it, it yeah <laughs> i can't definitely speak. worth seeing in theaters absolutely absolutely uh the fight scenes were were, were amazingly uh, choreographed um big respects to Sim- simulu who, um, you know, he, you know, he's, he, when they started floating around, they're going to bring Shang-Chi to the big screen. He sent out that, uh, tweet to Marvel and Marvel didn't see it. He, he already admitted to that in an interview and stuff, but it just kind of just works out. He put it out in the universe that, Hey, we need to talk. And then next thing you know, he's starring in this, uh, in this role. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to, what's coming, what's going to be coming forth out of this and stuff. So. It's yeah, it's a great movie. I, I we're, I'm trying not to spoil a lot of things, but it's it's worth seeing and stuff. So, and stay for the mid if you haven't seen it yet. Stay for the mid roll credit and post credit yes. scenes. Yes, stay. You will have questions, and you would be like, "Oh wow, okay." So, so yeah. how did you feel? Uh, one more question before we move on. Sure. <laughs> what was your reaction to seeing Wong? So I I love not Wong. just once though like Wong 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 is I think is our new new uh, Coulson he he's gonna be peppered throughout the throughout the Marvel universe he's a, he's our guy he's he's our he's gonna be our little navigator on you know you know Coulson he popped up here and there and he added that continuity and stuff that we just so kind of really needed in a world that was so vast I think Wong's gonna be that guy for us he's gonna replace Coulson he's gonna do a pretty good job doing that so but seeing him fight. The abomination in that fight club and stuff. I'm like, it was kind of cool. It was, and he, he, I, I'm not, I, I won't spoil it. Obviously, we're here. I could, but because it was kind of really cool how he, how that ended and stuff. And it was, it was shocking what happened after and stuff. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm curious about that storyline and how there's some more, there, there are some questions that need to be answered. After that fight scene, and the, there are always that questions they leave yeah. us to be answered. Yes, and there's some stuff that happens between Abomination and Wong outside of the ring that absolutely needs to be answered and stuff. And I'm here for it. So, what about you? What do you think of Wong? Um, I thought it. I thought it. Like I don't know. I th- like when. I, okay, obviously, when I think of him, I think of Doctor Strange. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. So when we saw that post credit scene. I just thought it was like funny to see him in the ring with Abomination, mm-hmm. but that post or the mid roll credit scene, I was like, "What are they going to do? And what does it have to do with the Sorcerer Supreme?" Mm-hmm. It is all tying together right now, and there's so many different ways that it can go. And I, I literally cannot wait anymore. It's driving me crazy. I'm just ready to see the Absolutely. next Doctor Strange movie. Like I need to see it right now. Absolutely, and those uh, those rings that you know they discovered that there's a uh, it's it's calling to something. There's a beacon on those rings. Which, so uh, kind of like uh, Wanda's or Agatha's uh, book, they have the mm-hmm. what's it called? The Darkhold. The Darkhold. Yeah, it's something. Something. It's calling to something to come come fetch its uh, rings or powers or, and so I'm I'm of the belief the internals are going to be very integral to the Marvel universe. Um, they, they don't they don't hype it up to be that way. Um, they they kind of almost sell, they almost sell uh, the movie as a standalone movie. And, and it just it's just the way they they roll the credits and stuff. There's people aren't looking at it to find the connections. They're looking at it to f- find the the storyline of the people internet. weren't doing that with Shang Chi either. Though. No, yes, yeah, they true. thought this is going to be a standalone standalone story. thing. Yeah, not not really connected, but kind of kind of like an origin. Everything but. right now in the MCU is cr- correct. Connected. So, yes, Phase Four and, has begun, so you cannot look at a movie and not think 
connectivity and stuff. And I think we're going to see that with the uh, Eternals. I think that ring, the ring that is calling that beacon and stuff, um, we're going to see after the snapping, you know, that power shift that woke something up in the planet that re- that is uh, requiring the Eternals to actually help out and interfere like they weren't able to before um has something to do with that ring and something to do with whatever that beacon is, is calling and stuff so we'll we'll see what what that how that plays out hey david i have to go help my husband with something really quick i'll be right back yeah no problem I'll, I'll take over here so let's let's talk about why sam hates spider-man no I, i'm not going to talk about it. actually we can talk we can talk about um how that's going to actually play out so mm-hmm. i'm super uh juiced about spider-man uh they you know they obviously released the, released a trailer a couple weeks ago and boy man was i i was not disappointed now that you know there's always the fan theory you know that's been going around for almost over a year or so that there's going to be three spider-mans in there i believe there may be um there's some proof, I think, in the trailer that actually uh, speaks speaks to that, that there might be a, a another Spider-Man that we've already experienced before. And I believe that happens when we get introduced to uh, Dr. Octavius, Doc Ock, on the bridge where Spider-Man, I think they did some creative um, editing for the trailer. So we see, you know, a, a picture of uh, Peter Parker transforming into Spider-Man the tom holland version and then it cuts which i think is not a uh 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 congruent scene it's a different scene of doc ock coming walking out of the shadows saying hello peter so we know a few things here that doc ock is not a part of the uh our marvel cinematic universe so he's definitely from you know the sam raimi uh universe and the, and his uh, Peter was none other than Toby Maguire, so you know it makes no sense for Doc Ock to know that Tom Holland is Peter Parker. Now they could, I mean, obviously they can they can write it a whole bunch of different ways and do all kinds of things to maybe they've met earlier and stuff or what have you. But I really sincerely believe that Doc Ock, when he says "Hello, Peter" on that bridge, he is talking. Uh, to the Tobey Maguire version of Peter Parker. Now, if I was uh, Marvel Studios and Sony, there's no way I will uh, validate anybody's uh, theories on that. I, I wouldn't. I, I would save that for the big screen. In fact, I would I would go so far as to make sure that the actors deny it, deny it, deny it until it comes out in theaters and stuff because I, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a really cool and interesting surprise. It really kind of talks about the variants and the multiverse and everything else that is going to be playing out in phase four. And boy, what a, what a cool little reveal on how they would reveal it. it they, you know, and, and here's the thing. They, it's not their job to reveal everything in, in the uh, trailers. In fact, they're known to do some misdirects and some, um, some you know, gotcha moments or, you know, psych outs and stuff. They did that with uh, the Incredible Hulk when we when they did the Endgame trailer. We see Hulk uh, running down, um, you know, uh, into battle with the rest of the Avengers and stuff. And the thing is, we never saw um, that actually happened um, in, in Infinity Wars. I'm sorry, not in game, in Infinity Wars. So, you know, it was Bruce Banner because Hulk refused to appear in the Hulk Buster suit. So it was completely a fake out, you know, and, and it say what you want about it, but that's what that was. So I, I think, you know, this was very purposefully edited, the Spider-Man trailer, and I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Can't wait to see it. Um, hopefully things get better. So I don't have to be so PPP up, um, PPE up to go see it, but I'll do what I got to do to, you know, to make sure I support my Marvel hobby and my passion and, you know, make sure my dollars go to, uh, you know, supporting good movies made by Marvel. And so I'll definitely do my part and stuff and I'll do it safe and I'll do it secure. So, with that said, we're, you know, we're 20 minutes into here and I'm a, I'm going to wait for Sam to get back, but we are going to be talking about uh the what if episodes. So, 
We're covering two episodes. I think we're covering episode four, which is the evil Doctor Strange, and episode number five, which is <laughs> Marvel Zombies. Um, if you guys have not read the comic book Marvel Zombies, um, in, in the story arcs on that, I urge you to read it if you like that kind of um, comic book horror, because there's some um, what we saw was pretty mild compared to the comic books and stuff. I mean, we really saw some man, the things that, you know, with Reed Richards from Fantastic Four and and children being eaten and everything else. I mean, I we can go on and go on um, for days about the the way the comic book uh, arc runs, uh, but they did a pretty they did a pretty good job and the premise is probably the scariest versions of zombies you would ever see i mean i thought you know we had world war z zombies were pretty frightening you know the zombies that go full tilt full but imagine superhero zombies these are zombies that have retained their superhero powers yeah that's a scary genre in itself so that's a universe i want nothing to do with and stuff so but you know we got sam coming back so those are the two episodes we're going to kind of just go over with you guys and so we're going to jump into dr strange the evil dr strange and in the what if fashion it starts with a simple choice and here it actually explains what is called an absolute point Yes. event yeah so the absolute point for those who don't know as we talk about this is events that happens that cannot be changed now in the universe that we've seen dr strange play out the event was for him to get into a car a crash hurts his hands and he that puts him on the right path to become dr strange well in this particular universe the catalyst or the absolute point is <clears throat> Is his girlfriend um, Christine dying? Palmer, Christine right? Palmer dying in that in the car accident, or just dying? Period. It's it's her death. It doesn't matter if it's a car accident or not. She's her death is the absolute point because as a yeah. catalyst that sends him on his journey to become Doctor Strange. Yeah. So when he um, watches her die the first time, like he's pushed into learning the mystic arts, yep. and then he follows his same like mainline counterpart, like story defeating Dormammu and um, setting up as Sorcerer Supreme in the Sanctum Sanctorium. And then he decides he's going to try and go back in time and stop Christine from dying over and over and over again. Like uh, there was a car, a car crash from a Lamborghini, like sending them over the cliff into the river, a truck crashes into them in an intersection um, she had some kind of like medical emergency when she was dancing with him at the event they were going to. Mm -hmm. She got shot by a robber at a pizza restaurant. Um, mm -hmm. A tire blew out while they were driving. Yep. Um, a gas main blew up when she got stood up. Uh, yeah, she stood up. Yeah, he, he, he said, fine. Like if I'm, if she's going to die because I'm going with her, mm -hmm. we're going to be around her, then I'm going to go to a bar and, a fire broke out in mm -hmm. her building and then she's going to drive the car instead of him and a speeding car hits them. And that is when the ancient one comes and says, this is an absolute point. You cannot change this. And he says, watch me try. Oh yeah. The arrogant Dr. Strange, you know, you can't really tell him anything. Um, what I, I really loved about this now talking about this uh, with Sam before we actually hit the live button is that, um, a lot of people don't realize how much like Tony Stark, Dr. Strange is uh, Tony Stark. You know, he's very arrogant, but he can prove he backs up his his arrogance, you know, through he's he's an amazing brain, uh, amazing scientist, amazing engineer and stuff. Dr. Strange on the medical side and the science side is just as arrogant and confidence in his abilities and stuff. And so it, it really uh, remains to be reasoned that he would be as arrogant when he's trying to get something accomplished that you can't tell him this can't be done when you introduce the world of mysticism, magic and everything else and stuff. And so when the ancients one is trying to reason with him, you see that arrogance displayed and stuff. And so, 
it's yeah so it's it, yeah we're and we're, we're gonna see that because that's true to dr strange's roots he's very mm-hmm. much not that the wise wizard that you know the gandalf kind of like oh he has no he's 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 a flawed human being who does sometimes gets in his own way and stuff um not that he's not brilliant and not that he's not smart and not that he doesn't think about things and he's a brilliant strategist it's just that when he wants what he wants or he believes he can do something He's going to do it regardless of what you tell him. In fact, telling him no, it's probably equivalent to calling someone a chicken and making them act. So, But we do find out at the end mm-hmm. that the ancient one knew this correct. and split the timeline in two. Yes, correct. So, so we have two Doctor Stranges in this episode. Correct. So, yes, the ancient one created a nexus event that created a variant of Doctor Strange, but the variants existed on the same timeline. So, and she, and so one went back and decided that he's not going to pursue trying to bring her back. But the other one who was consumed, the other part of the Doctor Strange was consumed with bringing her back. And he believed the more magic whether it's dark magic or, or not that he consumes it's just his issue was he's not powerful yet yeah, well because he read that in the <laughs> books um, he went to the library and he read it in the books so yes. then to him that means i need to consume as much energy from these beings as i yes. can and they they were demonic and cool looking and i i laughed about the gnome i was like oh look at the gnome like it was a creepy gnome but. i have a little creepy gnome too i have a little 49er creepy gnome that looks like that so i'm i, I was i was debating on whether or not i was gonna throw it away because that did creep me out there no no you can probably get rid of that that's okay <laughs> um did you notice as he absorbed more like darker energy like his mm-hmm. collar started getting pointier and his oh, goatee yes. started getting longer Oh yeah, he started taking on those evil characteristic traits and stuff, and yeah. and little pieces of of you know the creatures and the entities and the spirits and the the godlike figures and stuff he was absorbing and stuff. Um, even the the mythical the Hydra beast where he couldn't he couldn't absorb first. But he came back a second around after he was absorbed many others, and then he absolutely, you know, absorbed that and, and he took said, that let's over. start with smaller. Yes, let's go smaller. We'll work our way up from a gnome and then we'll go bigger and bigger. And and he did. And he was there was there's some characters I did not recognize. Uh, there's a few I've I've seen, but I have I have a little background and stuff on. So I'm just gonna uh, take it as uh, just like any other fan who don't are in the comic books is just an experience that I don't know. I'm not going to do much research on. These were beings and he was absorbing their energy and they were, it wasn't good energy. They were powerful. (laughs) Um, So then we get to see the battle of the strangers because um, the the ancient, well, um, the good sorcerer Supreme, I don't really want to call him good and bad because you know, (laughs) it was trauma, but um sees that the world around him is kind of like dissipating and like falling mm-hmm. apart. And that's when he gets like a message from the ancient one who was dead at this point in the timeline um, saying that there's another version of him. And yep. if he doesn't stop him from mastering his plan of trying to bring back Christine, that it's going to destroy their timeline. Mm-hmm. It's going to destroy their universe. So we get to see a battle of the strangers. Absolutely. That was absolutely. a long battle. It was. And I love that. I love the fact that Wong helped the other Doctor Strange out cast that uh, magical bell wow. and stuff. Yes. Um, so which which was really cool to see. And and you got to see it in action during the battle and stuff. Uh, and, and you saw the two cloaks, the battle of the cloaks and stuff, um, which rest in peace, Doctor Strange's cloak, because he did what he did to Thanos, where he wrapped up his hand so he couldn't use his power, you know, in Thanos. He wrapped up the evil Doctor Strange's hands and it just he he not evil, but you know that doctor's version was too powerful, and he basically <laughs> ripped <laughs> R.I.P. the cloak in half and stuff, and so yeah. But, so we did see the more pure version of Doctor Strange get um, absorbed mm-hmm. by the other Doctor Strange. Yes, and we do see Christine brought back. Yep, all but ten seconds worth. 
Oh yeah, and he the entire universe is destroyed. Yeah, and he so he turned in when he when he absorbed uh, the the other variants, uh, uh, Doctor Strange into his body, and he became the ultimate, you know, uh, supreme being, and he started, you know, coming into turning into a lot of the different things he's absorbed, all the different monsters. So you see this kind of weird, hideous looking figure thing as he's using his power to bring Christina back. To reality, and Christina's from, like, uh, no thanks. Yes, she has a freak out when she sees this version of Doctor Strange, and we see the universe starts to actually starts to collapse on them. Um, Doctor Strange kind of knows that he kind of puts out this spell to kind of help create this protective cocoon. I guess is the best way to uh, put that. Um, as the universe starts to collapse, the cocoon starts to shrink more and more, and he's sitting there realizing that. He messed up. He, and he's apologizing. He's saying, I'm yeah, so, so, so yeah. sorry. And this is where, you know, he, he, I mean, and he's so powerful. Let me just say this. He is so powerful. He's able to sense the presence of the Watcher. He had a full-on conversation with that. the Watcher. Breaking the, breaking the third wall and, like, having that conversation with the Watcher. Yes. And saying, absolutely. like, why don't you fix this? Like, I know you. And, he, and he's like, I can't. He's like, I'm not going to like interfere in I'm the not God. I'm yeah. not. Well, he says, and he says, I like you knew what was gonna happen. Yep. He's like, I know what's gonna happen. I'm not yes. gonna meddle in this. Nope. Nope. So, so then we do see Doctor Strange alone trapped in this tiny little crystal thing mm-hmm. in the darkness that used to be his universe. Correct. Just complete darkness, but we know he's alive because as the as it ends, that that cocoon, that little crystal filled and stuff, still exists. It it was there. It didn't disappear. It didn't just kind of. So he protected himself and whoever else is in that side inside of that little crystal thing. So that's kind of where that that episode ended. Um, I'm I, it ended where I know for a fact that there's a continuation in future episodes. It's gonna we're gonna see Doctor Strange again. I think it's going to be a nice tie-in. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if we see it in the next, uh, see uh, some resemblance or some um, ramifications of what he did in this next episode um, after the zombie episode. So, so yeah, uh, that was, you know, that was, the, that was the evil Dr. Strange episode and stuff. And it was, it was interesting. I, I actually absolutely liked it. Um, I like this next one more because it's my, it meshes my two favorite genres, comic books and horror. So, um, Haley will be right there with you, my five year old. Um, I haven't <laughs> been able to get her to sit down and get into the what ifs with me, but as soon as it was zombies, yeah. she was like, Oh, the Avengers are zombies. Like, yeah. she, she's like, Well, is Sharon Carter a zombie now? Like, what about Wasp? Is she a zombie now? She's a big zombie. And I'm like, Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. Was like, stop talking. I'm trying to watch. Yes, no, this is my one probably so far. This is my favorite uh episode. Um, because like I said, it's max uh the mixing of the two genres that I absolutely love, um, which is horror and 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 comic books. Um, and so, for those who don't know, Marvel Zombies is in the comics. Um, yes. Yes, this is can it's yeah, it's it's ripped straight from the headlines and stuff. Um it's a little it's a Disney eyes version, but it's actually not that Disney eyes. It's there's some there's some gruesome scenes and some scary scenes and stuff in, in this in this even though it's a cartoon. Ooh, oh wow. I saw two two Sams and stuff. So is it better now? Oh my god, it's perfect. Yes. Okay, good. Um I was saying that. The way that Tony Stark looked as a zombie at the beginning, I want a poster of that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, shout out to the the the, the uh, animated artists and stuff because it was really cool. They they were on but, point with, with this episode. So this episode began with uh, Bruce Banner mm-hmm. popping back in to I think it was Manhattan, and he's like, yes. uh, "Thanos is coming," and mm-hmm. then there he is. Yeah, nobody's um, around when he's yeah. saying it and stuff. And, and then it, he sees Tony Stark come and he can't, well, he can't hulk out, which makes me laugh. But he, then Tony Stark comes and he thinks Tony Stark is handling it. And he tells Thanos, so you're in trouble now. Uh, no, Tony Stark is a zombie and he uh, turns Thanos into a zombie. Not Thanos. Not, he not, didn't turn Thanos into one? No, this was not Thanos, people. This was Ebony Maw. 
This was this was so. This was the cutscene when uh, they send. Uh, I thought he said it was Thanos. No, no, not that was no, not Thanos. It was Ebony Mob and uh, is it Grievous? Um, it, it's the Black Order. So it's the same scene oh, when okay, he comes. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so when he comes out of the uh, uh, Sanctum Sanctorum, uh, I, I always butchers that name. Sanctum Sanctorum. <laughs> Thank you, Sanctum Sanctorum. Um, because he so he landed through the window just like he did in uh, Infinities or or saying, hey, uh, you know, Thanos is coming. You know, Thanos, and no one's there. No Doctor Strange. Don't tell me. Stark, he's looking around, so he puts on robes and he goes out and he sees the Black Order. Oh same gosh, kind yeah. of the same scene set up and stuff, and then yeah, that's where right. he tries to Hulk out. Hulk refuses because he, you know, he got his butt beat by Thanos. Because uh, you know that's tracking with what happened in the in the movie, and then you right, see I forgot the all Iron about Man. That. Yeah, you see the Iron Man piece, and he comes in to the scenes like, "Oh, you're you're in trouble now," you know, which I love that line. And then we see uh, Stark is like eating <laughs> them, and he's and, like, "Oh, we don't need to do that." Yeah, so he he pops up his head, and boom, we get the zombified Tony Stark and stuff, which freaks out Bruce Banner. And we have you know the zombified, uh, you know, there's Wong and and everyone else, and so this fight scene kind of breaks out, and the uh, Doctor Strange's cloak comes in to aid uh, Bruce Banner and stuff to to help out. And the, I love the part where Wong, Wong uh, uses his powers, which gives us an indication that, oh, wow, they still have possession like of their Avengers powers. these still have their powers, yeah. And he tries their zombies. Yes, and so he tries to jump through the portal to bite, um, to bite Bruce Banner. And he's being held back at bay by uh, the cloak. And to the point where the when the when the um, he managed to knock out the the little sling ring and the portal closes and chops off Wong's head, and then he gets in the most gruesome fashion. We see uh, Stark and all those guys because uh, Ebony Maul turns into a zombie very quickly. Right, yeah, gets devoured by the flying ants <laughs> um, that was sent by the wasp her, herself. Um, yes. So, yeah. And we so, see Spidey too. Yes, we see Spider-Man swoops in to pick up and save Doctor Banner, and that's where you know that's where that kind of scene kind of takes off and, and and ends and stuff. And then they take them back to their their hideout, and that's where we find out. Oops, oh, I'm unplugged. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. There. Um, oh, so right. can I? Let's stop for a second. I want sure. to talk about talk about the parallels between the comics the zombie mm-hmm. comics and the, this episode, sure. because I thought it was super like a super good touch to have Bruce Banner being the first person to spot the zombies, like the first living person in the episode to spot the zombies mm-hmm. because in the comics, like he goes zombie and yes. he loses the ability to Hulk out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was a great touch to have him be the first person to like, be encountered with this whatever is going on yes absolutely and it, it's scary to think i mean god these zombies they maintain their superhero powers yeah. who, who, who wants to live in that world i mean so nope but so yeah so they so they you know so they so they bring them back to the lair and you see uh spider-man in very um you know social media tiktoker kind of fashion talks about the rules of kind of like zombie land <laughs> the rules of surviving this zombie apocalypse and we have no other than happy uh hogan who's being the uh demonstrator of you know of what how do you survive zombies and everything which i thought was kind of cool yeah it was it was funny we haven't seen we haven't seen that we haven't seen happy actually in, in a little while take a more proactive role and stuff so that was that was kind of cool to see um He's still I was not very happy. irritated by those scenes, though. <laughs> really? Would you have done something different with the rules and stuff, or was it just? No, the... I mean it was just Spidey. Like he, like. You love okay. No, okay, no. Actually, he irritated me a lot in this episode. I'm not gonna lie. And okay, we'll get to it eventually. There was something that he did that I was just like, "This is why I don't like you." We'll get Ooh, to it now. Okay. Okay. We'll get to it. So, as they're um, kind of, you know 
piecing things together. So you have, you know, Sharon Carter and you have Spider-Man. Um, you have Happy uh, Happy Hogan. Bucky Barnes. Uh, Bucky Barnes, yes. The Winter Soldier and stuff. Um, you have Wasp. The Wasp, yes. Um, Hope Van Dyne. Yep. Um, uh, the one from the Dora Milaje came. Yeah, Okoye. Okoye. So, because so, she came, so she came from Wakanda because she's looking for the Black Panther. He ended up becoming, he was missing and stuff. And so she joined the team in, you know, hopes of, you know, figuring out what happened to uh, T'Challa, um, which, oh God, we find out later <laughs> what, what's happening there. And, stuff. and so they, you know, they, uh, I believe they, did they get a transmission or there's a signal or something? They got it. Yes, they got a transmission from um, a shield base in yes. Newark, New Jersey, yep. that um, they had found a cure. Now, mm-hmm. this is what irritated me about okay. Spider-Man. Bring it. He was like, he's like, yes, everything's saved now. The worlds can go back to normal. Like, <laughs> like that's it. No, you're you're dumb and naive. Stop. And then, I mean, obviously, Hope is like, that's what we love about you. Because, like... He's optimistic. Okay, but optimism can only take you so far if you can't use your dang brain. <laughs> Sorry. No. See, I, I like him, but he's juvenile. Well, well he's, he's like 15, 16 years old. Well, then he'll let him be a superhero. Because he's also has a strength of you know to lift you know four thousand pounds and he can fly through the air. So yeah. But why couldn't the spider pick a different person to bite? Why did it have to be a fifteen year old? Because insects are dumb. They they just are. They would have bit anybody. They, yeah, literally yeah. bit a dumb guy. I would have took the bite, and you know, I mean, and who knows? I, I, would, I would be, be happy cracking. if you were a Spider Man. I would crack jokes and probably be just as immature if I can get away with it and stuff. So stop. Actually, I would be I, I would be a villain if I had Spider Man powers. I already made my peace with that. So, um, anyway, <laughs> so they end up going to the the Shield base and they realize that it's surrounded by zombies. Well, first they had to go to the train station. Yes, yes. Well, they had to get to the train station, right? Um, so they got to the train station and um, Spider Man and oh, that's Happy right. are working on the train, and I don't remember who else was working on the train with them, but um. They, so they split up and they're like fighting him off. Um, we see Happy die yes. at that point. He becomes a zombie. Um, who was it that flew in? Uh, it was, was Hawkeye. Yes, it was It was Hawkeye. That's right. I forgot about so, that. Um, yep. Yeah. So uh, Hawkeye flew in and then he shot an arrow through, you know, he shot Happy and then he shot uh, Agent Carter and was coming to finish her off. And I'm trying and to she think. She used who- Happy's Blam Glove. Yes, right. Blam. 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 Did you just say blam? Did you, yeah. Blam, blam, blam. I would too if I had Tony Stark's blam gloves. And I literally said, if she doesn't say blam when she uses that glove, <laughs> I'm going to be so mad. But she did. Yes. She did. So, yes. Only that's to right. die a few minutes later. <sighs> yes, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah, so she was in the car. They got it to go. And then it was uh, Captain America. Who took her? Who took her out? I and thought that was ironic. I was like, he cannot stay away from these Carter women. No, zombie not or not, not at all. So he he took her out, and then you know, here comes Bucky Barnes to the rescue to cut Captain down to his prime. Chopped him in half with his own shield. Love the when he threw the shield, he caught it, did the little reverse swing, which we saw him do before. He handles Captain's yeah. shield very very well. Chopped him in half, and that was the end of uh, Steve Rogers, right, right then and mm-hmm. there and stuff. And then he walks over and he takes the chill, shield for himself because you know Falcon is no longer right, and so Captain, so he's the next person in line. So the shield should be Bucky's. So yeah, so then so they managed to get out to Jersey, correct? And they realized that the compound compound is surrounded by zombies and. So that's where uh, Hope decides that she Hope can... had already been bitten, too. Or she yes, wasn't right. bitten. She had a she cut. cut. She had yes. a cut, yeah. Yes, she was cut. So they weren't sure what that, what, how long, or she wasn't. She knew, she knew the writing was on the wall and stuff and, you know, how long that was going to last. And so that's when she had that conversation about optimism with Spidey. Spidey, and yeah. How Spidey he's always her... smiling, even through everything awful that he's been through. 
That was a great interaction and stuff. You, you didn't say, oh, like, oh, like, no, yeah, no feelings. She has a dark heart there. Just for so, Spider-Man. <laughs> so, yeah, so she decided to use her power. She she went big. She went Goliath, and she, you know, she carried the, uh, the remainder of the team through the zombies, you know, kicking them like they were just like ants and stuff, and dropped them off on the other side of the barrier. Meanwhile, the zombies were taking their toll on and she was changing and dying anyway. And so they ended up breaking through her shield and just attacking her. And she, she got taken out. She got taken down. So she sacrificed her life to make sure that they were able to get into the Avenger compound. I, I wish mean, she would have shrunk compound. down. What's that? You wish I she would have shrunk down after because I knew what was coming. I knew when they left that she was going to be this big giant Goliath zombie. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that coming too. I saw that coming. But, but I, was so here, they, I was here for it. I wanted to see that. That was so we didn't know why the zombies weren't crossing the gate. Nope. Until we get inside and see none other than Vision. See Vision. 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 Who's not a zombie? Who is not? Who can't be a zombie? Because he, he has no brain. <laughs> He's got no brain matter. He can't be bitten. You can't bite through his uh, uh, his you know um, vibranium skin anyway to infect him. He, he, right. He's impervious to disease, which is what um, is the reason. Is the whole reason for all the zombies to happen anyway. So I think we get the backstory right before this part where um, yeah. Yeah, where Hank Pym, he goes looking for his wife in the quantum the Janet realm. Janet Van Dyne, yeah. Yes, and then she she's a zombie. She's infected. A zombie and infects him, and then he ends up jumping through the quantum realm to come out, and we see him with Ant Man, and he attacks Ant Man, and then it kind of cuts, you know, the scene mm-hmm. from there and stuff. So we assume Ant Man got that's how he got killed, and Hope escaped. So right, so. We walk in and Vision is starting. I'm glad you added that part about Ant-Man because that's important for this next part. Um, We walk in and Vision is there and he's explaining everything. But there's also Scott Lang's head in a jar. Very Futurama style. Um, But also uh, Janet Van Dyne's head was put into a jar in the comics. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Um, Well, I think in the comic, well, I'll get. I'll talk about what happens more in the comics after we introduce where mm-hmm. someone else is in this part here. But um, he says that you know the Mind Stone is what is stopping it. The Mind Stone is the answer to fix everything, but it's not powered enough right now. They need to be able to amplify it, mm-hmm. so they can't. They're not going to be able to do it there. And then Bucky Barnes decides to go off on an adventure, yes. and he finds T'Challa on a table and dead bodies around him. And in that instant, I said, Oh boy. Yep. Yeah. His legs missing. And so it's evidently looks like he's a food source for somebody or something. And, and boy, was he ever. So we see uh, the Scarlet witch. It's a zombie. The zombified. Oh, you think the Scarlet Witch was bad enough? A zombified Scarlet Witch is Ooh. oh, that's nightmare right there. You can make a whole horror movie based off of that alone. Yes. So I liked the parallels here to Wandavision and how we always said when we were like, or we we saw Vision say like he was disgraced, like it was a disgrace for Wanda to be doing what she was doing in Wandavision. Yep. But now it was kind of like, well, if she was the one to go first, he kind of would have done the same thing. Yep. But he didn't completely lose his moral compass Mm-mm. because he did make it right in the end. Um, but he was literally luring humans there to be flesh Bad for time. her to eat. Um, yep. So the parallels that I was talking, and, and Bucky does get T'Challa out of there and stuff. But um, the parallels that I was making to the comics are earlier. So in the comics... Um, there is, he, T'Challa is still a food source. Mm-hmm. He is still a food source um, and he's he's there. But after, I can't remember what exactly happens, but I know that um, Janet's head gets chopped off. And then he, he, T'Challa grabs her head and he is 
he takes it and then that's how they find the cure. So it ends up being Janet Van Dyne's head in the glass jar instead of Scott Lang's Mm -hmm. where vision kind of views Scott Lang as the cure, his head as the cure. So I did like the parallels there too and how they were tying everybody in together. So we, we go to, there's, you know, the Scarlet Witch and the fight scene and stuff and trying to think who, who, do, do, who does she take out before they make it outside? The um, vision, I think vision stops her, right? Or vision, yeah. Um, well, vision takes out his mind stone. That's right. That's and right. Passes it over. Um, can't remember. She's fighting with Bucky, I think. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly. I don't know. Oh. Mm, yeah, she's fighting oh. somebody. Yep. They're, yep. they're fighting, um, and then they. Vision tells them like where the the jet is to get out, so they're going to it, and um, they're being surrounded by the zombies are breaking the barrier and being surrounded by zombies, and this is where because Bruce, Vision took the mind stone out. Yep, and this is where Bruce Banner kind of tries to make an agreement with Hulk, and it works, and he hulks out, and <laughs> and he starts beating the crap out of the zombies, so they kind of give them some um, fodder to escape. And it end up um, to see Bucky, you know, ends up dying. Hulk gets consumed. Um, mm-hmm. Only people who makes it out on that jet is uh, t- we have T'Challa, uh, Peter Parker, and the head of um, Scott Lang. Scott Lang saying thank you. Uh, so they're heading back to uh, Wakanda while Scott Lang also he, Scott Lang tells a bevy of dad jokes. Why he, he does? Was he says that's how he copes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And we so did he, see them flying, um, or we did see them flying away, and we did. That's where we saw, you know, the giant Goliath uh, yes. zombie wasp trying to pull them down. Yep. And then T'Challa hits the afterburners to, you know, fry, you know, fry the remains of the zombie Hope dying. And then they take off and they're heading back towards Wakanda and stuff. So I'm trying to mean, I think Okoya died by the Scarlet Witch's hands too, right? I can't remember. I believe that's how she she dies trying to, you know, save, you know, uh, T'Challa as well, too. So, yeah, there's a lot of people who just die, absolutely die in this. um, Well, they don't die. They don't die. They become undead. They get converted to the undead and stuff. And so, this is the only one that actually died. Yes, yes, true. He sacrificed himself again. I think he was just made to be a sacrifice. That's that's how that works for him. So, yes. Um, Oh, I remembered the story. I remembered. So Hank Pym was keeping T'Challa to feed his kids, right? To, no, to feed himself. And then Janet comes in, who is Hank Pym's wife, and mm-hmm. is like irate about that. So he ends up off with her head, mm-hmm. and then T'Challa finds it as he's escaping and takes it with him. Okay, yeah, I knew it was something to do with uh, Fantastic Force. Uh, the Hank. Uh, um... Yeah, there's yeah yeah. I I haven't read those comics in a while and stuff, but I love them. They're gory. They're they're mm-hmm. and they're they're really really they go into some details on graph. They're graphic and stuff. So um, like I said, there's kids getting eaten and you know body parts that are coming missing and being fed on and everything else and stuff. They really really took their toll. It's it's a good it's a good if you like that kind of stuff, then I absolutely recommend you. You do the Marvel uh, Marvel Zombie series and stuff. It, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So with that, it ends with them, you know, on the on the jet heading off to Wakanda. And again, I have to believe that, you know, towards the later episodes of What If, it's going to, we're going to see some kind of uh, culmination, some kind of inter inter uh, world universe uh, mixing and stuff. Hopefully, and because I don't want to see it end this way and stuff. So yeah, so we'll we'll see we'll see what happens to be continued and stuff with that. Um, do you know what's? Uh, I didn't get a chance to check it out. I was going to see what's this Wednesday's uh, episode. Are we on episode six? That's coming up. What if? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to see which uh, uh, which one is this one that's coming up. I think this is the one with Killmonger in it, right? Um, yeah, yeah, this is the one with Killmonger. So, yeah, they, um, bam, smack pow. What is the sixth episode? 
So, yep, I haven't watched the trailer for that one, but it looks like um, it definitely has something to do with Killmonger in it. So I'm assuming they're going to go back to Tony Stark where he possibly gets saved by uh, Killmonger and maybe help uh, him help him out or, or something. So we'll see. We'll see what that looks like. And then we'll talk about it in a couple of weeks and stuff. And, and we'll have some, you know, more things to talk about. We'll talk about, you know, I'll talk briefly about the Spider-Man trailer and stuff and how excited about that is and how they purposely let some things off, which they should, because, you know, you, you should only reveal the really cool stuff in the theaters. That's how I always think trailers should be. Don't tell mm-hmm. the whole story in the trailer. So I'm glad they left some things off and I hope they continue to do so when they make more trailers for Spider-Man, which I know Sam loves. Absolutely. <laughs> but I'm excited for it. So we'll talk we'll talk about that more. And we'll also work on making sure we can reassemble our, our crew and stuff right now. Um, we just have to kind of just be uh, patient in this COVID times. You know, a lot of us are working, um, trying to you know, maintain the status quo. And so uh, really, you know, I shout out to our crew who's who's out there in the front lines doing their thing and stuff. Those who can't make it because of their obligations and stuff. We miss you guys and stuff. And we'll work on getting you guys some more guests. So it's not just the the Sam and Blurred Hulk show, even though we are a dynamic duel. You know, yes, we are. Fantastic <laughs> Four was a thing. Then we are the Fantastic Two. So anyway, with that, the, those are the two episodes that we got to talk about and stuff. And that's all we've got for the Marvel track tonight. Yes. Yes. So do we have a, do we have, a, we don't have a sign off and stuff. We should have a proper, we should get a sign off. But for right now, we can tell everybody to join us on Wednesday nights on Walt's apartment podcast. Yes, absolutely. We'll talk absolutely. More there. It's live. So check us out on Facebook on Facebook. If you can't check us out on the replay on the podcast on your favorite uh, streaming uh, app, you know, so and just make sure you rate us. If you haven't rated us, definitely please take the time. Uh, we appreciate it. It's it's a few minutes, a few seconds, actually, out of your day. Busy schedule, you know, and but it helps get us out to different different audiences. It does. It does. It, it helps pay the bills kind of ish, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I wish somebody was paying my bills. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. All right. Um, I think that's all we have for tonight. And we yes. will see you guys next time on the Marble Tribe. Marble Tribe.